God, we thank you that all of us have a story. And nothing that's happened in our lives is a waste. Lord, there are times that we look back and maybe regret things or experience some consequences because of something. But Lord, we thank you that in your economy, nothing's a waste. You are in the business of redemption. And, and you bring good out of bad. You bring positive things out of negative situations. And so we thank you, Lord, that this is, this is what you do with us. And uh, we just commit this time now to you and ask that you would open our hearts, our minds, our ears to what you would have to say to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I recall a time when I was about 13 years old and I was part of a youth group in Otomotai Baptist in Tauranga. And we travelled across to Hamilton one day to spend an afternoon and evening with another youth group. So the afternoon was about games and activities, but the evening was a time of ministry. There was a kind of like a, a mini sermon, there were some skits and dramas and all sorts of things going on. My youth pastor at that time was a guy by the name of Jeff Wickland, who's now one of the regular faces at Promise Keepers each year. During the ministry time, he preached... And then as he was finishing his preaching, he announced that our youth group was going to pray for the sick, pray for people, whatever they wanted prayer for. And then he said, I've two young men here who are going to come and pray for you. (laughs) Guess who? (laughs) So at that point, he invited me and my twin brother to come forward, which it it was a bit awkward at the time, to be honest, um, because we hadn't known that this was going to happen. But I think if he had forewarned us, we probably would have found a reason not to go in the first place. (laughs) But what occurred did something in me that made my confidence in ministry go to a new level. Bear in mind that I was very shy. So my prayers for people were rather brief. No elongated trying to convince God, trying to twist his arm into making them healed. I didn't have a confidence about praying anything that sounded amazing or outstanding. It was simple, it was honest, and it was hopeful. But guess what it did to my faith when I started to see people healed? When I started to see people being released from their burdens, and when people started to experience a touch of the Holy Spirit? It did huge amounts. And I came from, away from that experience absolutely buzzing. I knew that I knew that I knew that God is the one who worked through me because my own levels of confidence and my abilities to be his instrument were very low. How on earth could God use someone who's shy and lacking confidence in doing something from the front? As much as it felt awkward to be called on at the time, in hindsight, I am so grateful that Pastor Jeff saw past those potential barriers. He listened to God prompting him to call me and my brother forward and gave us an opportunity to experience God working in us. I want to read a scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verses 1 to 13. This is Samuel choosing the, the next king of Israel. One day he said, Samuel... I've rejected Saul, and I refuse to let him be king any longer. Stop feeling sad about him. Put some olive oil in a small container and go visit a man named Jesse who lives in Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be my king. 
Samuel answered, If I do that, Saul will find out and have me killed. Take a calf with you, the Lord replied. Tell everyone that you've come to offer it as a sacrifice to me, then invite Jesse to the sacrifice. When I show you which one of his sons I have chosen, pour the olive oil on his head. Samuel did what the Lord told him and went to Bethlehem. The town leaders went to meet him, but they were terribly afraid and asked, Is this a friendly visit? Yes, it is, Samuel answered. I've come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Get yourselves ready to take part in the sacrifice and come with me. Samuel also invited Jesse and his sons to come to the sacrifice, and he got them ready to take part. When Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel noticed Jesse's oldest son, Eliab. He has to be the one the Lord has chosen, Samuel said to himself. But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what is in their hearts. Jesse told his son Abinadab to go over to Samuel, but Samuel said, no, the Lord hasn't chosen him. Next, Jesse sent his son Shammah to him, and Samuel said, the Lord hasn't chosen him either. Jesse had all seven of his sons go over to Samuel. Finally, Samuel said, Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these young men. Do you have any more sons? Yes, Jesse answered, my youngest son David is out taking care of the sheep. Send for him, Samuel said. We won't start the ceremony until he gets here. Jesse sent for David. He was a healthy, good-looking boy with a sparkle in his eyes. As soon as David came, the Lord told Samuel, he's the one. Get up and pour the olive oil on his head. Samuel poured the oil on David's head while his brothers watched. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord took control of David and stayed with him from then on. And Samuel returned home to Ramah. When we look at our children and young people, what do we see? Do we see barriers? Do we see reasons why they're not qualified or experienced enough to be able to minister? Do we see popularity and confidence, or the lack of it, as a factor that counts them out? Do we look at the outward appearance and miss what God is doing on the inside? I know that I have. And it's so easy to forget what God is doing when we only look through our eyes. But when you see and hear what you've seen and heard so far this morning, I pray that you can see God's hands on the lives of our children and young people. Ben is a fine example of a young man who may not come across as loud and super bouncy, but he hears God and understands what God is doing in his heart. Ben's talked about the connection between story and calling. What I want us all to understand is that we can be part of that connection. Am I talking here about a connection that's wider and bigger than our own personal relationship with God? Absolutely. We as adults have this amazing privilege of being a Pastor Jeff in the lives of our kids and young people. We have the privilege of being a prophet like Samuel in their lives as well. Yes, everyone has a story which is a mishmash of things that have happened to us and around us. These things have shaped us to a certain degree. But in order to know God's calling in our lives, we need to experience God's shaping of us. And how are our kids and young people going to be experiencing God's shaping? So glad you asked. 
Because <laughs> that's where we all get to play a part. Children are still learning the ropes of being a Christian, right? Their experience of church and how they're treated can teach them a lot about what they think God is like, even if it's an inaccurate picture of God. If all they hear from us is what they're doing wrong, then they form an image of God as someone standing over them, waiting to tell them off every time they step out of line. Now, don't get me wrong, there are times that there are boundaries that need to be um, addressed, especially when they're being crossed. What I want us to, to highlight to us today is this. What if we went looking for positive reasons to encourage and bless our youth and kids? What if we saw one of our kids or youth doing something that we can say, hey, I love what, what you're doing there. Or, do you know, you have a real gift in whatever it is you've seen. I'll give you some real examples. Last Sunday, Lucy Prattley, Quiva Rands, and Elizabeth Johnson were playing with the preschool kids. And those young children just absolutely adored playing with them, the older girls. So I approached each of them last week and said, you know what, you have an amazing gift in being able to connect with these young children. I really love seeing the way that you interact with them. That kind of comment, said in an encouraging way, has the potential to shape their story so they begin to have confidence in the calling that God has on their lives. Ben Stockdale who I, I had an opportunity to say something to him last week as well when we were starting to discuss some of these things. And I told him he reminded my, me of myself a lot when I was a, his age. Quiet and unassuming, didn't, didn't seek praise or recognition or limelight, but just got on with things. And yet when he speaks, you know that God's been speaking to him and he has this deep connection and passion for God. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that, that we really want to build up and sh- help God to shape in their lives. Now, there's plenty of opportunities I've missed over the years. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm skilled at doing that or, or, <laughs> or suitable, but over the past few weeks, I have found, as I've been thinking about these things, several examples where I've been able to put that into practice. And you know what? The, the look in, a, in the kid's eyes or the, or the youth's eyes when you say something, it just it lifts things, doesn't it? The shoulders rise a bit, and there's that sense of, wow, I'm, I'm actually valued and connected here. We all need each other. And that's what a body's about, isn't it? Yeah. I'm talking here today about children and youth, but the principles apply right across all of us, don't they? Yeah. How are you going to be a God-shaper to the people around you? Do it with your friends, but also go out of the way to speak into the lives of our kids and young people. Identify the great things they're doing. Build up the great qualities they possess. Find out what they're passionate about and feed it. We've heard a few examples here this morning of things that um, our youth are passionate about. Feed it. Teach them how to make mashed potato. (laughs) Samuel was not swayed by popular opinion or appearances. He heard God's voice speak to him about David. He allowed God's voice to be louder and more pressing than human opinion. Pastor Jeff didn't see my apparent weaknesses or inexperience as barriers to being able to pray for people. He gave me an opportunity that God shaped me. So my challenge for us today is hear God's voice for our children and young people. 
and then build them up with encouragement. You know, as, as, as a culture, as, as human, in human nature, we are often very quick to point out the negatives or, or jump down on things that have gone wrong. But it's a lot harder to go out of your way and be really positive and encouraging to someone. So let me finish with, let's just God shape each other. God, I thank you for the way that you're shaping all of us. We all have a story. And we have that, that amazing potential to, to know your calling in our lives when we've been shaped by you. I thank you for the testimony that was given here to the, this morning of, of you being the, the reason that um, people want to be called. You're the one that they want you to shape their lives, Lord. They want you to be part of it. They want to see millions come to Christ. Lord, I thank you that there is that desire there. And Lord, help the rest of us not to miss those things. Help us not to miss those nuggets of passion. Lord, because we don't want to lose that. We want a children's ministry and a young people's ministry where kids are ministering to each other, praying for each other, praying for us. Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing here. And um, just thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Seb. Amen to that. Um, if we could have the band back up, that'd be great, please, if you're up for it, team.